I'm not going to start it off strong this week. <laughs> huh? I'm already laughing in the anticipation of what what kind of song you're going to start with. I'm not going to. I'm not doing Why? it this week. Because I was going to do a Sublime song, but then I thought about how much I hate Sublime and I got mad at myself. So I just decided not to do it at all. That, I mean, I know the joke is tired, but anytime I hear Sublime, every single time I hear somebody talk about Sublime, I immediately think about that guy saying, I can play the guitar like a motherfucker wire and just goes into the worst solo I've ever heard. I've made that joke before. I was going to do that joke just now. I was going to do that just now. Yeah, he's like, yeah. he's like, I can play the guitar like a motherfucking right. And then it's a doodle like clearly you've never been to a riot before we have different definitions of riot that's that's where we're at i remember i was listening this is not a testament to how good they are this is a testament to how predictable they are yeah i you know i was like in high school and I put the CD in the CD player while my stepmom was driving the car. Yeah. And it was that song, I think. And, you know, got to find a reason why my money's all gone. She just sang that line as if she had heard it before. And I was like, my mind was blown. I thought she was so cool. I was like, how'd you know that? She's like, I just figures that they go there. Like he, you know, she God did find out. a reason. And then she chimed in, why my money's all gone. And I was like, whoa, you know, oh, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Turns out it's just a fucking really pedestrian verse. Yeah. Oh, well, he has that other man. thing where he's like, I don't cry when my dog runs away. Well, you're a shitty person. <laughs> <laughs> what asshole all the bradley noel stands out there are really upset yeah, right now mad. oh I, I i bitch about it about once every six months i put up a post on facebook about how much i hate some lime and they come out of the woodwork God. To tell me that i'm wrong and that they you know you just gotta feel it you gotta feel the music man he believed in the music <laughs> they're just they're leaving their 311 message boards to come over to your sublime <laughs> post <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I I'll allow that. I do like three eleven a little bit. But, <laughs> yeah. So maybe I should just maybe I don't have a, a, any ground to stand on anymore. But no, you never did though. Nah. You know what I listened to yesterday? What I, I listened to two albums yesterday because I wasn't in a mood for any particular kind of music, and like yeah. one album popped in my head, and that was Dookie. Oh, that's a good album. It was. It wasn't as good as I remembered it being. Yeah. Like there's, there wasn't as many. Like I remember that album. Oh God, man, you know it was like every song just so good. It doesn't age as well, but it's still good. Yeah, I, I mean I agree. It's yeah, still but good. you can't when you're like a kid and you listen to that music, or you're a teenager or in it's college. Killer. It's a whole different. It's, yeah, you still got. And I went, I went from you. that album to um, "Let's Go" by Rancid. All right, yeah. I never really got into Rancid. I liked um, Operation Ivy a lot, but I never yeah. made the jump to uh, to Rancid. But <clears throat> I know that well, a couple of songs off that first album that I liked. But I was really there was only two people at the gym at the same time as me, and they were like upstairs, and I was downstairs. Yeah, and so I was like, well, yeah, I'm gonna play this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Fuck him. That's good stuff, man. Why my money's all gone. <laughs> oh, man. What a great band. <laughs> gone too soon. Gone too soon. R.I.P. Well, what's who, up? Uh, uh, nothing. I'm just trying to think of who on our like listener list is like a big Sublime fan. Probably Ninja T or something. <laughs> That's rude. <laughs> Nah, Ninja T has good music t- musical taste, but it's always somebody you said, that you wouldn't you expect. You all week acting like I'm the bully for Ninja T, and yet here you come out here publicly. If the, fan, if the fans could only see the, the text message threads that we've been having between you and me and Ninja T, you've been, you've been vicious to him. I'm not calling him a sublime fan publicly. You what? I'm yeah. not calling I'm him a sublime fan well, publicly. Well, this is just, you know, I thought he liked avocados, so... Go right ahead. You go right ahead. <laughs> go right ahead. This is episode 131 of I Want Like Their Old Stuff. The, eps- the, uh, <laughs> the yeah, episode okay. where we do the same thing every time. The show where we answer the question, what's the hype? I'm J-Ho and with me is Groove. Hey, What up? So it's still, Man. we're still basking in the afterglow of that intense episode last week, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you know, look. I mean, I think we're maybe we're on our way to critical mass. Maybe I don't know. I certainly didn't. Get- I don't mean I don't mean you and I as co-hosts of some fledgling podcast. <laughs> I mean, we as a country. <laughs> I hope so. I don't know. It's still pretty grim, but... <laughs> Just somebody, Don Lemon of CNN found us. Two luminaries <laughs> and an obscure podcast <laughs> having them on tonight to solve racism. Solve ra- yeah, <laughs> two boring white dudes solve racism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, now right. It's time for us to be heard on the topic, you know? Yeah, yeah. Really? exactly. We need some more of our, our, our type of voices to, to speak up. Um, so, number one fan this week. Didn't have as much feedback this week as we normally do. Don't know what, what's going on there. If people are falling off, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, number one fan, we're going to give it to your boy. What's his name? Bill. Bill. Bill uh, gave us sent a nice bit of feedback, which David shared with me. And, uh, yeah. He said he liked the episode. He had some poignant things to comment on, I guess. Well, I think we're going to have, I'm, I'm actually, I'm pulling it up because I okay. think he, I think he's going to, at some point, you know, we used to have the guests at some point, he's going to have to come on and defend his position. Okay. About, yeah, we, used to, um, yes. we used to have miss on all the time, you know, oh, wasn't, he, was, he was talking about, uh, how, uh, <laughs> whatever movies we were talking shit about, like the Irishman, he said is great. Mm-hmm. He, he needs to come on here. Okay. Well, maybe movie. we don't give him number one fan this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. I can't find it. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. Oh, the lighthouse. Yeah. He oh. said, uh, I didn't send you this. He said, uh, uh, I've also gone in, on Amazon and ordered a $4,000 mic so I can be heard clearly when I guest on the emergency four hour Patreon only episode in which I painstakingly explain why the lighthouse and the Irishman are masterpieces. (laughs) Both of those films are garbage. (laughs) 
<laughs> Speaking of microphones, I ordered one today. Oh, did you? So, Good. Yeah, it'll come in next week. You I know, the audio last week. Did you get that one I sent you? I got one similar to it. Okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, the audio is better last week, and I think that having that microphone will help because we're having problems with limiting your volume because of your computer. But I think that having that new mic will help us with that a little bit. So. Like and subscribe. Also, discord.com backslash IOLTOS for your 10% off a free service. <laughs> That's a, that, There's actually a thing called Discord servers that we could that people are going to go to that link and try to find our discord server and well maybe we should make a discord server (laughs) i guess we could i don't know what do you put on a discord server people can like it's like porn yeah you could put porn on there um i think it's frowned upon (laughs) but yeah it's uh people it's like a message board kind of thing but people can talk and comment and post stuff i don't know Another message board. <laughs> you could post your theories on 5G. They're not theories. They're, you know. <laughs> yeah, truths. Facts. Yeah, truths. Truths as I see them. Well, I believe... This is how I feel about it, which means it's a fact. Um, I, was, uh, I was talking to my insurance guy this morning. Yeah. Um... Like, you know, uh, updating policy, whatever. And he goes, oh, so you got, you know, you know, like I've, I don't know. I've had the same insurance guy for a couple of years and he, he knows me. And he was like, so you guys are back open at the gym, eh? I was like, yep. He's like, so what does everybody have to say about this? And I said, I'm not asking anyone what they have to think about the coronavirus. Like, yeah. that's just an invitation for me to be disappointed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, as enough people revealing that they don't believe in the scientific method that, like, I don't need yeah. to ask anybody. Exactly. To, you know? Yeah, I'll pass. I get enough of that on Facebook. So, yeah, that's true. Solicited opinions about it. So. <laughs> Well, you want to get into it? Yeah, man. What's the hype? Um, so for me, I, I'm surprised I didn't bring this up last week, but it's, you know how sometimes you get like a, you, you I, I think you're like me and that I, when I open up my internet, I've got at least like four or five tabs open. Oh yeah. At least. And it's like, I'll get around to that. Yep. Well, one of the tabs I've had open, um, really since the beginning of the month. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, the 930 Club, which is a music club in Washington, D.C., turns like 40. Mm-hmm. And so NPR, All Songs Considered, which is a podcast slash radio show slash collection of writers, have put together over 100 shows that they recorded at the 930 Club and you can listen to them for free on NPR. Oh, wow. And some of them, are like the early ones from like 2005, 2006, whatever, they're just audio. But later on, there are some, there's some video ones as well. Mm-hmm. And the list of music on this, like, I mean, it, it, it's a great range. It's tons of great bands, a bunch of stuff that like looking through it, it's like, oh, man, I used to listen to them all the time. And I haven't listen to them forever you like know sublime um, sublime was on there 
<laughs> Amber is the color of your energy. <laughs> but um, so it's totally my hype. I think I'm going to be coming back to this. You know, I'm going to be coming back to this. And I was listening, you know, like I had a, I had one of the concerts on just the other day, like two days ago. And I, I listened to it for half an hour as I was doing, you know, administrative work on the computer. And it's really, I don't know, it's cool. You know, like there's a bunch of music on here that it's all from the same place. You know I mean? They yeah. got explosions in the sky. Ben Gibbard. You love Ben Gibbard, I the national yeah. polyphonic spree. I mean, it's all over the place, you know, spoon. Wow. I, I know you like yourself. Spoon. Spree. Yeah. Right. You know, when was the last time you thought of them? No, it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. So I recommend it. I, did you, I, I failed to send you that Alex Trebek genre video. I put, I put that in the show notes last week. You found it. If okay. You paid attention to the show uh, notes. You'd see it was in there. So, well, no, I didn't pay attention to the show notes. You didn't, you didn't, you know, I have every other time. Oh, I'm sure you have. Yeah, I did. I saw that I've, fucking, I've watched them. I've watched them carefully every other time. I saw that cream corn recipe. Cream corn. It's not cream corn. <laughs> Mexican street corn is delicious. Cream of corn. corn. It's got crema in it. Cream of corn. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I'm sending that link over to you now because I, I think you'll, I, you know, you're going to scroll through it. This is the same problem though with like Netflix. Yeah. Like you see this list and you're like, you're oh, like, wow, that's really good. I'm going to have to check that one out. I'm going to have to check that one out. And, you know, you just pick one, you know, yeah. just fuck one and, it, and it's going to be great. And then you yeah. Just got to go for it. You just got just to take a plunge. Got to do it, man. Just pull up that sublime 96. <laughs> Did you ever listen to the Long Beach Dub All-Stars? No, no, definitely not. <laughs> That's that was, that's like that shittier was, sublime, isn't it? Was, you calm down. That was post Bradley Noel sublime band. <laughs> I used to listen to the hell out of them. See, I bet you did. I did. That sounds about right. I posed. I posed as a you know as a free spirit. So you still ride for the long long what is it? Long Beach Dub All Stars. You still Long Beach Dub All Stars. What, what is it? <laughs> Long Beach Dub All Star. That's the name of them. Yeah, that's the name of the band. You're like your robot voicing a little bit, so. Oh damn. Yeah. It's because I'm so dub right now. <laughs> You're just talking about those iry vibes from the <laughs> Long Beach oh, Dub All Star. Boy reggae. Yeah, man. Get iry. Get iry. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll check that out. I like some live shows like that. I was thinking yeah, about busting yeah. out them live. Uh, I got all those. I'm, I'm going to try to dig up those Smashing Pumpkins shows that we went to. Remember we went to see Smashing oh, Pumpkins? Oh, shit. Yeah. I, ha- I have all the recordings from all those shows. They did the res- – Groove and I went to the – there was a residency of the Smashing Pumpkins in Asheville at the Orange Peel, which is a really cool venue, and they did like 20 nights or something crazy, and it was – we went to one of them and it was a pretty cool show and they released the recordings of all those so I have all those somewhere on a hard drive yeah that was a good show I remember that I, I you, was it 20 nights I, it was I think, it was at least I 10 it was like I think 12. Yeah, it might have been 12 it was a lot though I mean 
Yeah, it was they a did, lot. They did. We should have gotten more than one. Yeah, we should have. Well, it was hard to get tickets. They sold out immediately. Yeah. Um, and it was like 12 nights in a row in Asheville. And then they did 12 nights in a row at like the Fillmore out in California. That was the only two places they did it. And they played song. Billy Corgan played songs that he wrote the day, the, the day of the show. And they played a bunch of old, like really old deep cuts that they wouldn't normally play live. And it was pretty cool. I just stood in the back, kept yelling, today! <laughs> Even while they were playing today, Groove was just shouting, play today! <laughs> play the ice cream truck song! <laughs> so, what, what's your hype? What's my hype? Yeah. Chicken wings. Oh. Oh, 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 you win. That's that's good. That's that's an all time hype right there. That's nominate. We need a soundboard for lock it in. Ew, ew, ew. Top five nomination. Yeah. Well, you've been cooking up some chicken wings. Chicken wings. Now I'm thinking about it. I want to get a dry fryer because I don't like I don't like fucking with oil, man. You know. Yeah. Like I don't like it makes a mess in the kitchen and it like I just don't like it. But um, yeah, we ordered from this uh chicken wing place called Fu Wang's here in Wilmington and uh, we have heard about them for a long time and just never ordered from them and we ordered from yesterday and got like the sampler platter with like five different sauces and all the wings and they give you all those fries and sides and some they had some shrimp with it and it was delicious and I forgot how much I love chicken wings because I haven't eaten chicken wings much during this whole quarantine thing or at all are you are you a drumstick or a flat guy? I like the drumsticks. Now the flat people are like will tell you that the flats are the way to go. I'm not gonna defend drumsticks. I just like that the drumsticks are easier to eat. Do you not do the trick with the flats where you pull off one end and then pull the the smaller bone out? Uh, yeah. Well, I'm just not good at it. I guess. I think you need to. I think I'll tell you this. I saw you. I saw like a YouTube video. Oh, you watched the tutorial. I watched the tutorial, but I was like 30 years old, man. I'd never eaten flats <laughs> in my life. I hated them. I was like, get this shit out of here. Give me drumsticks all day. Yeah. And now I think I'm kind of a flats guy. Yeah, are you you're better? They say that the flats have the better flavor, but I think that the, they both taste good. So. Yeah. No, I don't know about the better flavor. Yeah, it's all delicious. Yeah, I gotta figure. So, I gotta. I gotta practice the trick where you pull the one bone out and then you're able to just zoop. Yeah, I mean, it off it's there. so much more efficient. Yeah, it is. What do you? What do you? Uh, what's your top top three flavors for chicken wings? Well, this place has some like real rare flavors I've never had before. In general, I like, I like that you said rare. Rare, yeah, <laughs> special. Um, Hard to find. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're worth a lot of money now. I'm not gonna eat. I, I saved a few of them, <laughs> a few of the wings I saved, because they're gonna get they're gonna increase in value. Um, no, I, uh, I I I'm not a hot a hot spicy guy really. I can eat uh-huh. a hot wing, but it just it, I don't know. It makes me uncomfortable, I guess, a little bit. But I like more of like your teriyaki. Uh huh. I would say like teriyaki. I like honey mustard. Like mustardy sauces. I like some Parmesan, Parmesan wings. I'm I, I can't do it with the Parmesan because I don't want anything on the wing. You don't want any like bits of stuff Additives. on the wings. Yeah, exactly. I want to just bite into the wing. Well, if it's lightly, you just got to just lightly got the Parmesan sauce on there. I don't know. Um, I, that's that's what I like. 
Um, but they, they had the Korean barbecue is one of the ones we got with this one. And it was delicious. Have you? What about Korean fried? Korean fried? What's that? Korean fried chicken wings. Oh, I've never had that. I've seen it on, uh, what is that show? Guy Fieri's Diners, Drivers, and Dives? <laughs> no, the David Chang show <laughs> on Netflix. It's really good. Delicious. Ugly delicious. Ugly delicious. Yeah, he talks about yeah. fried chicken on there, and I, but I have not had it. Do you, do you have a Korean fried chicken place up there? We do. You do? Oh, we do. We don't have anything like that down here. Um, it is... It is really good. Yeah. I'll just say that. They're very good. If ever given the opportunity, do not hesitate. <laughs> eat eat the Korean. Yeah, I would, I would definitely try them. I think that's right up my alley. But this uh, Korean barbecue sauce was delicious. Got the uh, got this balsamic honey brown sugar sauce on one of them. Ooh, yeah. that's a rare. That's rare. That was a rare sauce. I never, that's I, rare. I never heard of that sauce before. <sighs> um, got some Jamaican jerk. Got some. Uh, damn! How many damn wings do you get? You got you get to choose five flavors with the platter. How many? What? It's how like many different wings? wings? Twenty four wings. Twenty five. Wings? wings. So five of each flavor. Yeah, that's not bad. Okay. For like a really cheap deal, and then they load you up with fries and uh, the carrots and stuff like that. Man, even if it was just like, so we had some friends um, come by the house on Friday night. Yeah. They just had a baby. We were like meeting the baby and stuff. So we ordered, we ordered takeout. And, uh, you know, I, I asked the husband, like, I was like, hey, you want to add some wings? And he said, sure. And I cannot share wings with somebody else without being like compulsively competitive about whether or not we're even or. <laughs> Uh, you know, like you, even you if need, it's like, you, and this you guy make sure that you have I, the same. Do you get I, your fair share of wings? I want to make sure that it's fair, but I also get scared that it's not going to be fair. <laughs> so you're less concerned about you getting the right amount of wings and just making sure you don't eat, uh, eat, like you eat all the wings and then there's one left and he had no wings yet. Well, is that what you're you saying? Know, I, no, I'm not that altruistic. No, I mean like you want to make sure I'm watching his plate. <laughs> That's even better. You want to make sure it ain't nobody coming in my house and eating more of my chicken wings than me. I paid for the wings. It's, but it's with anything. That's why I don't like sharing food because I feel like it's a zero-sum game. I guess technically it is. You know, like if you yeah. get to eat it, I don't get to eat it. It is an anxiety thing. I'll tell you the worst is when my girlfriend does this all the time. Hey, do you want to try this? You want some of this? I'll have some later. Oh, boy. No, you later. Won't. Well, now I have to like make sure that I save nope. an appropriate amount of this that I want to eat the whole thing. Like this is your chance now. Yeah. Jump on no. this, Look, train, if you want to have some later, right? you better cut off a fucking bite right now and put it on your plate. <laughs> That's right. You better put one away. You better put I've one away. Never, I've never, yeah. I have never left food on my plate. Like, no. what are you talking mm -mm. about? Mm -mm. Yeah. Meal's not over when you're full. <laughs> no, no, you've got to make yourself sick. That's what you have yeah. to do. It's, it's your duty. Yeah. So I ate, a, I ate a ton of wings last night. We still have some left. We still have some left. Let me eat them tonight. Not, I, I have no shame about that. Gonna eat some more. Wait, you couldn't you couldn't finish twenty four wings in a night? I could if I just you know put my mind to it, but I I decided not to make myself miserable. You went in on them fries too. I did. There's a lot of fries. They they loaded you up on the fries. 
All right. Fair yeah, enough. Ton of fries. And they had this these uh jumbo fried shrimp too that they gave us that were awesome. Is that the best wing shop in town? Like how many wing shops you got that are not, you know, fucking Well, we have this like bar that we go to that's pretty good that well their wings are really good and i and i'd say i like them about as much as this which i like both very much but um it feels it's more of a sit down place you don't really get stuff to go from there and this place mm-hmm. is to go only but this is like the only like specialty wing place in town yeah you know there's yeah, like yeah, beta yeah. buffalo wild wings and wild wing cafe and all those bullshit like which have terrible f- food you know and yeah this i ain't is, going to that this is a small black owned business in town, independent, not a chain. And so we were like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to check that out this week. And then, uh, cause I had it recommended to me many times and right. um, a lot of people swear by it. They haven't been around that long, just a couple of years, but you just hear people like, Oh, you got to try the food wings. So food wings, food wang it wangs W A N G Z. So you know, it's going to be good. Food wangs. <laughs> They got a chicken on the sign, which normally bothers me. I don't like to see the, I don't, I don't like the food that I'm going to eat. Welcome me to the restaurant. You know, it's got the smiling chicken on the sign. Like, do you not know? Either chick, either the chicken doesn't know, and that's horrific, or the chicken knows, and that's even more horrific. You know? Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, it's good. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back again, get some more. I want to try the other sauces. They have like 35 sauces, man. That's dangerous. That's a lot of sauces, and it's not all just like buffalo sauce or whatever. It's like garlic based stuff, and there's an oyster sauce. I don't know what that's all about. Nope. You're saying no nope. to the oyster sauce. No, you don't need to. Yeah, you don't need to fuck with the oyster sauce. Are you sure? Well, it might be good. I don't know. Well, report back. I like oysters, so. Report back. All right. See if you can get the recipe and and you know and teach the listeners how to make it. Put it on the, all right. Get it for for Ninja T's uh, recipe corner. <laughs> Maybe we should have him on and record a little recipe corner. I would love for Ninja T to record a little Rachel Ray hey, standing at the counter. Hey man, you just got to get the authentic crema from the store. Hey y'all, welcome cream. to Ninja T's recipe corner. This week I'm gonna show you how to make a hot dog. <laughs> that's great <laughs> Shit, I'm a dog, dude. Um, was it, was it, so what's not the hype not the hype is uh, I'm not drinking coffee what I miss coffee uh, yeah. uh, okay so let's learn why okay it's it's not it's sort of a medical reason but it's not been prescribed i've not been i've not been told i need to stop drinking coffee but i noticed when i drink coffee i start getting this like i've been having these like kind of dizzy spells lately anyway and the the coffee makes it a lot worse um i've gone to doctor to check everything out i'm fine whatever um but the coffee is like making me feel like jit really jittery which is weird because I've dr- I drink so much coffee that it usually doesn't affect me, but it's just started really affecting me. So I just drink a cup of coffee and start feeling just terrible for like two hours afterwards, you know? Damn. So it, I was like, I was like, man, eh, maybe it's not that. And so I stopped for a little while. And I was like, well, not feeling that way. And then I drank another cup like a couple weeks later. I went went like a week without drinking one, and I drank one and felt absolutely horrible. And I was like, okay, well, looks like there's a correlation here. Damn. So, yeah, it's, it bums me out because I just love the smell. I love the taste. I love. I just love coffee. You know, you you know, you know me. 
you're the same way with coffee, right? You still drink coffee, right? I'm I'm deeper into coffee now than I ever have been in my life. Yeah, I'm hoping that maybe if I just kind of take a break from it, maybe I was just drinking too much of it. Maybe if I take a break and come back, it'll I'll be all right. But um, what about have you considered tea? Yeah, I've been drinking tea. Um, obviously, I I'm sure the caffeine aspect of it is making it worse. So I've been trying to do like herbal teas and stuff, and I do like tea. And I have been drinking some caffeinated tea, and it's not making me feel that way bad, like Earl Grey and stuff. Yeah, I mean, that caffeine content is much lower it's than a regular be, cup of yeah, coffee, too. Right. Yeah, there. Maybe I need to start trying. Maybe I tried decaf, which sounds stupid, but um, I've always I used to that. think it sounded stupid, but like, I'll tell you what. I, well, it does. Yeah, it still has caffeine I'll in it. It's like, yeah. Yeah, no, I was going to say, like, so my aunt, um, my aunt can't drink caffeine. Like, not a lot of caffeine, right? She only drinks decaf coffee. Mm-hmm. And the uh, coffee roaster that I order my beans from, like the type of bean that I get from them is one that I will, I'm like an apostle for these beans in this roaster. And I'll mail bags out to people that talk to, talk about me about coffee and stuff like that. Like, what do you do? You know, like, cause I, I, I have a standing order with this roaster and, um, the crazy thing is, like, when, you know, we lived in a bunch of different places. I've tried all sorts of coffees all over, you know, all different types. I did the mail order ones from all the national brands and all that kind of stuff. And it's this little roaster in Pawtucket, Rhode Island, that gets these natural, nat- naturally processed beans. So the, the bean is dried inside the cherry mm-hmm. rather than being pulled out of the cherry and dried in the sun. Like, it's dried inside the cherry. So all that sweetness and that berry fruitiness gets leached into the bean yeah and so the, i mean it's a light roast it's uh and it and it's it's so it's so fruity it's like ridiculous it, it almost tastes like flavored coffee right and i i really like it and it's it's the coffee and i'm sticking to it and i didn't ever expect it to be from this local brand you know yeah. but then i and then i it turns out some people that were roasters join my gym oh and like, and they, they're not still there. They've moved on. They've, you know, they actually, one of them moved to North Carolina and the other one started a record store. You know what I mean? Like they, yeah. it's not like they, like whatever. Um, and, and I've got this, like, I'm, I'm more like a fanboy than an actual friend of anybody there. You know what I mean? But like, I stopped by there the other day cause I was in the neighborhood and it was, it was mid afternoon and I was a little drowsy. I was like, I'm going to get a cup of coffee from these guys, you know? And I went into their roastery which is uh, was my first time there. And I was like, hey, can I, I don't know if you guys can do this. Can I change my order? And I didn't know that, I, you know, I don't know how big the, you know, like the business is or anything like that. And the guy was like, I don't know, what's your name? And I told him my name and he goes, oh, Missy Valley. <laughs> He's like, you're one of the, you are our oldest customers. You're oh, grandfathered wow. into our old system. I can change you right now. I was like, sweet. So if I ever wind up with like an extra bag, I usually just mail it to somebody else. Well, yeah. I mail a bag to my aunt and uncle and I'm, this is a really long walk for fucking recommendation, but my uncle can, he can drink regular coffee, but my aunt only drinks decaf. Well, he really enjoyed that bag of beans. So he went on to see if they make decaf and they do, and they got some decaf for her. And she was like, yo, I never have people take decaf seriously when it comes to roasting beans. And this is the best coffee I've ever had. Wow. So the the company is called New Harvest, 
And if you're going to entertain the idea of some decaf, then I have it on good authority from somebody who drinks decaf that this is pretty good decaf coffee. That's the thing I've always heard is that the decaf coffee, they don't give a shit about flavor and stuff. You know, like they just throw all that out the window. And so that's yeah. that's good. Maybe I should maybe I'll order some of that and try it and see if it makes me uh, not feel completely like trash. So. I think it's yeah, worth a shot. It is, man. I love. I mean, I love coffee. Like, I'm just like, and I don't tend to just give up things just to give like whatever. I have to have a reason, you know. And and I'm liking the tea. I am drinking a lot of tea, and I do it like that. But you know, it's funny because I, I was thinking about <clears throat> putting it on my list of what's the hype, um, but it, um, I didn't. But I'm literally drinking some iced coffee that my friend made from the same beans that I make. Oh. And why did I come? Oh, cause I was, I was thinking like, man, I love coffee. <laughs> you just want to flex on me that you have coffee and I can't drink any right now. Switch you. Yeah, I love that even more. <laughs> not giving that up. Yeah. What's your not the hype? Uh, this is, you know, it's funny cause this is not the hype and I'm, I feel lame just bringing it up. I hate chores, man. Yeah, chores I, suck, man. And, and the outdoor cho- yard work, fucking yeah. Sucks. I hate it. We have luckily my landlord gets us a lawn service for our yard, but they yeah. only do the mowing the lawn. So my girlfriend does the like she'll do the mulching and stuff, and then sometimes I'll like trim the bushes and stuff like that. But I hate doing. I try to avoid it as much as I can. Well, like, you know, today's my day off. I I wake up and I'm like, you know, I do a bunch of work that I needed to catch up on. And then I was like, oh, I got to go to the grocery store. I went to the grocery store. I come back. I'm like wiping everything down to put it in the the pantry and the fridge and stuff like that. And I'm, I got like an hour before I need to come upstairs and record with you, maybe an hour and a half. I'm like, great. I'm just going to take a shower. I'm going to relax on the couch, read a book. This, this can be wonderful. This is a great, you know, second half of my day. And I poked my head out the back door. Mackenzie's working in the yard. I said, Hey, you need anything for me before I go upstairs? And she goes, yeah, actually. Yeah. Why don't you, why why don't you weed this flower bed? No. (laughs) I was like, don't you know that was a courtesy? Do you need anything? Exactly. Like I'm in like a cup, like a fucking glass of water, dog. You know, say I love you or wave at you, something like that. Weed this flower. I look over that flower bed. I look like a them feed me Seymour over there. (laughs) Weed the flower bed. Uh, Oh, yeah. I'm just just kneeling, you know, kneeling in the dirt, sweat pouring off my brow. Yeah. Saying this is this is what she and I do. I do all the laundry and the grocery shopping and the dishes. And I just, she needs to weed this. Just balancing the checkbook of <laughs> of chores and emotional <laughs> everything yeah. like that you shouldn't yeah. be doing. You do that, yeah. I should, yeah. you know, I'm the worst at that. Yeah. I don't think there's anybody like I don't. Well, here I am keeping score and comparing myself to other people about keeping score and comparing yeah. myself yeah. to other people, but. I, it is the biggest trap for me in a relationship is keeping score as to who's done more work for the good of the relationship. Oh, well, I think that extrapolates to friendship, to work environment, everything. Like when you do that, you just create resentment. Yeah, because if you're not doing as much, you feel bad about yourself. Yep. And if you're doing more, you feel bad you about feel the other person. Really so either way, you're going to yeah. feel bad. 
Yep, and that spills over into finances and all kind of stuff. It's like you really got to like, that's one thing about growing up is like maturing is trying to like stop yourself from doing that, which is hard. Yeah, I think, I mean, usually I'm, I mean, I guess like I've come a long way, but the fact that like my mom, I was thinking about it as I was doing it. I was like, my mom used to use weeding the flower beds as punishment. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So here I am out here. I feel like I'm being, you know, what I ain't done nothing wrong. Some deep rooted family issues here. The, <laughs> McKenzie did no idea how <laughs> how triggering <laughs> that would be for oh, you to have to that, weed the. You know that reminds me of something else. I I think I don't know if I've told you this before, and I, I think I'm finally at a place where I can talk about this on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on. It's your the therapy session. Come on. This was back in, I guess it was 2009 mm-hmm. when McKenzie and I moved in together. Yep. Yeah, we've been together for four years. We got engaged, right, yep. to be married. We knew that we were going to be getting married a year later, but we were moving to North Carolina. We're excited. We're starting a life on our own. You know, this yep. is us. And we had this mantra. We said, we are enough, because it was her first time moving away from her family. She was very nervous. Yeah. You know, and I was nervous because I felt like her family was a little bit like, you're stealing our daughter, you know, all this kind of stuff. And we're six hours away. This is a big deal. So we are enough. We're going to be okay. And we're there at our new house, you know, like this, it was this, you know, this little 800 square foot rancher and we're unpacking dishes in the kitchen. And I accidentally drop a dish, like Mm. a, a plate and it breaks on the kitchen floor. And I immediately wince and put my hands behind my head as I'm looking at her. <laughs> and she was like, why did, what did you, why did, I thought I knew you. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Why are you cowering in fear? And it was like, anytime I broke a dish, my mom would beat me. And really? like, I hadn't, I hadn't broken a dish in front of somebody else's oh so long God. that I did <laughs> So you thought McKenzie was gonna hit you when you dropped you broke the dish. Like you cowered like a dog from it's the like pound. Pound's dog. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's still man. I mean, I I haven't done it lately, but I have <laughs> done it more than once with her. <laughs> okay. Well don't you don't need to get hit if you break a dish. <laughs> All the parents out there, oh, be careful. Man. Yeah, that's true. You know, just because a kid breaks a dish doesn't mean they need to get beat. <laughs> That's right, man. It's like my mom would never let me eat boiled peanuts after seven o'clock at night. <laughs> she told me that for years. She told me that that peanut boiled peanuts would give you nightmares. And so my and my adult life, when other people were eating boiled peanuts at like ten o'clock at night, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, why, why are you doing that? You're gonna get nightmares. As if nightmares just, are the worst thing in the world or anyway. And you're going to get nightmares. And they're like, no, I'm not. I was like, yeah, my mom told me I'm going to get nightmares if I eat boiled peanuts after 7 o'clock at night. And they're like, <laughs> what? That's ridiculous. And so when I finally asked my mom about it. And I was like, hey, mom, you remember when you told me that I couldn't eat boiled peanuts at, at night because I get nightmares? And she was like, yeah, I don't really know why I said that. <laughs> She's like, I just thought that maybe... You'd have an upset stomach or something if you ate them. And I was like, Mom, all these years I could have been eating late night boiled peanuts. Sounds like a delicious late night snack. <laughs> and I avoided it. 
damage done. Filipinos is such like a southern. It's such a te- it's weird, gross texture that like it took me probably two decades to come to appreciate. Yeah, see, I've loved them since I was a child, but uh, I get the texture thing. But they're just they're delicious. They're so good. that's your that's your Augusta coming out. Yeah, it is North Augusta. I say some boiled peanuts. Chauncey. Chauncey. You got any hype still out? Um, did you do you're not the hype? Oh yeah, chores. Um, my sure. hype still out is that my girlfriend got a Switch, Nintendo Switch. Oh yeah. And uh, she's been playing Animal Crossing. Oh boy. Which I have no interest in really, but I do like to watch her play it because it's, so it's like a, a real time Twitch stream. Yeah, pretty much. It's my own private Twitch stream in my house. She loves The Sims. Like that's her favorite game. And I yeah. The Sims is like I'm like I don't want to do that stuff in real life, let alone do it in virtual life like make my, you know, all this stuff, you know. Yeah, it's just like a lifestyle simulator or whatever. But uh Animal Crossing's in the same kind of wheel, you know, wheelhouse as that. But man, it's been fascinating. That game is so interestingly designed. Um, like I said, I don't think I would want to play it because it's just all these mundane tasks, but they do a good job of like presenting them to you in a way that you get excited about it and they give you little rewards and stuff. That's all these weird animals on the, that you meet and stuff. And, uh, the graphics are pretty crazy too on it. <clears throat> but anyway, that's all to say that like the hype's still out because I'm like, I haven't found something I want to play on the switch yet. You know? <clears throat> Yeah, um, but there's a ton of good games. That's the problem. There's so many games that I'm like, I don't know which game I want to get to try to play on here. It's funny because we, you know, we started out as like a video game centric podcast, and that was another thing I was thinking about as I was fucking weeding yeah. that flower bed. Is like we haven't spoken about video games in a minute. Yeah, we haven't. We did talk about it after the show last week, but we didn't record that. Yeah, the. Uh, <clears throat> So for those that don't know, I, I've been playing video games with the same collection of guys for about 17 years. And one of the guys is an only child and his, his video game name is Lupocalypse. And <laughs> he commonly draws the ire of the rest of the guys because he does whatever he wants. And, uh, <laughs> recently, say he's selfish. Yeah. yeah. Recently, uh, we'd be playing and, it would be in the middle of the game, and we could hear Animal Crossing in the background. <laughs> what was he playing Animal Crossing at the same time? At the same time, he's like, he's like, every time he died, he'd do a little Animal Crossing, <laughs> and he'd come back. And boy, was it pissing That's people! That's hilarious. <laughs> I bet he turned it up too. Yeah, it was just you know, well, I'm just gonna do my whatever it is you do on Animal Crossing, you know. It's a game about being in debt. You're just constantly in debt, and you have to earn these these bills to pay off your debt. It's like a debt simulator it's with awful. cute animals. It it's disturbing in a way, but well, they talk about visiting each other's islands. You know, I mean, you know, like PK's got Animal Crossing, but his girlfriend does too. So yeah, like, so they can go there. Be islands, like, so. hey, PK, let tell your girlfriend come visit my island. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, don't, no, don't go over to his island. No, <laughs> <laughs> don't go over to Lopo's island. You don't want to do that. Oh man, <clears throat> I, I've played off and on over those seventeen years with those guys too. I haven't played in the past 
six or seven, I guess, with him. But man, it's probably been closer to ten. Ten, yeah, it probably is. I used to play regularly on the Xbox. Man, you gotta get up in it. Well, I gotta get a. I would have to get an Xbox because you guys play on the Xbox. So. The, this freaking now. game that we're playing. There's a 45 gigabyte update. Oh my god! Tonight. What? Like the these games these days? Is man, that the games Call of Duty? These days. These games. Like back when I played Pac-Man. <laughs> it was just a cartridge. I got Pac-Man on my what? phone now. How can they? <laughs> yeah. Oh, are you playing Call of Duty with them? Is that what you're? Yeah, yeah. We're playing Call of Duty, and and we. You know, it's funny because they got that new game type. That's just like Fortnite. Yeah. They call it Warzone. And when we first got the game, we were like, we ain't fucking with that Warzone shit. That's bullshit. You know, like it takes a long time to load into the game. And then you like drop into this big map. You got to go loot. You got to find a bunch of guns and stuff. Yeah. And then the circle keeps closing. So the, you know, the map gets smaller and smaller as the teams die off. And it just seemed like a whole lot of slow paced, loot and running around and then all of a sudden you just get killed you know then you're out we started putting in some effort on the game maybe three or four weeks ago we found that we we had like one night where we had really fun playing it and um fast forward a month and we're like top 10 every time yeah and we've got you know like our strategy like we jump out of the airplane really fast we we drop down without parachutes as, as, as close to the ground as we can get right towards a helicopter. And we're like bopping around the edge of the circle. And it's, it's really fun. Like it's, it's, it, you know, the funny thing is it's gotten us to like get along a lot better now. Yeah. Because for the most part, like, you know, we, we just sign on and like nobody, nobody updates each other on their life because you know that if you say anything like vulnerable at all, you're just <laughs> slaughtered, slaughtered immediately. Yeah. And um, it's got us to actually focus our intention on talking about something yeah. rather than like clowning each other or talking politics. And um, that's been fun. It's like a reawakening of like wanting to play a video game rather than playing a video game by default. Yeah, just playing a video and game it, to hang out with people. Yeah. Yeah, I never, I didn't think, I thought I was kind of past the point of like. We used to be playing looking, pretty seriously. I mean, back when I played with you guys. You know, yeah, we, yeah, we used to be. Like, we, we wanted we, to win. Yeah. Yeah. And we would go for hours without yeah. losing. And, yeah. um, but kids these days, man, they, they twitched so much faster than I do. Uh-huh. You're too old. They're too old for us. Oh, old man. That's a young man's game. Fortnite. <laughs> Killing that Fortnite. Heard that's a good game. I, yeah. A guy, a guy that I, I coach with at the club. He's, he's one of the other coaches. He's, he's big in that Fortnite, man. Yeah. Yeah, he's like 22 years old, and he's just like, you know, he'll. It was funny because during, you know, the while the gym was closed during the quarantine phase, I was like, "What do you, what do you do?" He's like, "Man, I wake up early. I get in about an hour warm up of Fortnite, and then I rage for about an hour and a half and see how well I can do. And then I take a break. I do some reading. Yeah, I read for about four hours, and then I run it again." <laughs> So, oh yeah, man. Do you do you? You know. Yeah. It's, not, it's so funny because he's like he's this big dude, right? He's like six three. You know, just long limbs. Looks like you know he's he, he's an imposing physical figure. Yeah. 
and he's reading continuing education books on strength and conditioning, right? So, like, if you didn't know him, you'd think, oh, this guy's a jock. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. But he, he like, he's he, he rages on video games and Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, wow. Like, yeah, like he's got a running game, yeah. you know, like on Thursday nights, he's yeah. a dungeon master. He's got these like hoodies with like OG D&D artwork on the yeah. back. I'm into it. Yeah, that's cool. I don't know if he plays Magic. I might have to follow up with him. Same parent company owns D&D and owns Magic. So. Yeah? Yeah. Wizards of the Coast. Sweet. Yeah. little fun fact for you. What's your hype still out? I just have written down Joey recipe. <laughs> what recipe? I don't know. I, the hype is still out. Do you got one this week or what? I don't have one this week. I mean, I made carne asada this week, but I just, you know, found a recipe online and followed it. How many days a week do you, let me ask you this. Do you buy a bunch of stuff at the grocery store and then come home and figure out what to make? Or do you check out recipes and say, I want to try to make that. And then you go to the grocery store. Um, pretty, my girlfriend's real big into meal planning stuff and she has this, um, subscription to a service thing that gives you like recipe ideas for the week. So most of the stuff we have is planned out by her. And then I do most of the grilling based stuff. So yeah. like with the Asada the other day, I was like, ah, that's the steak. I want to like make the street corn and, and do some carne asada with it. Cause we had, we, we had some taco shells and stuff. And I was like, we'll make some little tacos and you know, do it that way. But in general, we've been yeah. planning the meals out, especially during all this that so we've been doing the big grocery buy and, planning it out getting stuff specifically for recipes cool you want to hear my most recent um neighborhood email yeah sure title surfboard needed (laughs) hi all does anyone have a surfboard they would like to pass along at yard sale price email me directly thanks for do you have the ocean near you yeah you do so people surf in your town well i live in rhode island the state is 3% bigger at low tide. Like, <laughs> okay. I mean, the, you know, there's, there's the bay right down, like the end of my street. Like I'm three houses from the end of the street and the end of the street is a beach. Yeah. But it's not really a beach that you would, it's not a beach you would surf at cause it's the bay. Yeah. And we're still technically in the Brackwater. Uh-huh. So I've swam in it before, but, I'm not trying to swim in it all day and certainly not after a heavy rain because it's probably grossly polluted. But but you drive, you could drive half an hour and be at a, you know, there's a surf culture here. Yeah. I got you. Okay. Yeah. Um, what do you be consuming? Um, so we'll follow up on my previous hype still out, I guess. Um, I listened to run the jewels Four. uh, huh. Um, I'm not going to say that I'm gonna run the jewels fan yet. It hasn't like lit my world on fire, but I did really enjoy it a lot, and it's gonna make me listen more. I really like that song that um that just song that has Farrell and um Zach De La Rocha on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's probably my second favorite song on the album. Yeah, it's great. It's like the whole song. They just, I'm like, are they just gonna make Zach sing this little bit of the the hook, and then he just like gets the verse in the end and just lets loose, and I'm like, yeah, it's awesome. Um. That's no, really good. It is really good. I don't mean to like. I'm not shitting on it by saying I'm not super in love with them yet, but I'm I'm warming up to them. I guess is my thing. So, so I've listened to that album maybe like uh, 
I don't know, probably 10 or 15 times yeah. since in the week. And um, by the end of the week, I was like, okay, I want to go back to RTJ3. Yeah. That to me is, that one just, that I really like that one. That's not to say that <laughs> this new album is absolutely like the soundtrack for 2020. Yeah. But yeah. And <laughs> in some spooky ways, it's like, how long, how long did you write these songs? Exactly. Well, that was one of the things I saw this thread, you know, people talking about, like, Oh my God, that song walking in the snow. Yeah. Um, that verse, there's a verse in there that's very prescient for our time today. And somebody was like on Twitter, like, Oh, I bet they recorded that last week. And LP replied and said that was recorded in fall of 2019. Yep. And it's just like Sad. more yeah, of a testament relevant. to like, yeah. you know, how salient the themes are that they're talking about. Yeah, it was relevant then and it's relevant now. And that's exactly kind of sad. Um, hopefully it's not relevant a year from now. Maybe. Yeah, hopefully not. Um, I really like, did you know they have, they have a version of one of their albums that's all recorded with cat noises? Yeah, Meow the Jewels. I own yeah. It. You own it? <laughs> I own it. Yeah. Do you have it on vinyl? No, I just have it on my phone. Oh, you, uh, you like, yeah. I saw I it got, on Spotify. Like, so I, I've literally just not kept up with them, um, which I should have, but um, I saw that the other day. So I'm enjoying that. And then um, I've been listening to some heavy stuff, man. I'm, I, I tend to like, I listen to a lot of heavier music when I was younger and I don't listen to it as much now. But I, the other day I was like, man, it seems like a good time to listen to that first Rage Against the Machine album. <laughs> and uh, And I was like, went into it going, you know, I really loved this when I was a freshman in high school when it came out. And... Uh, I bet it's going to be hokey and, and lame to some degree now. And I listened to it and it still slaps. Like it's still, it's still a banger. Like every song on it just rips. Um, (laughs) what are you laughing about? I'm laughing at the fact that you just dropped three words, but you said slaps, banger, rips. (laughs) (laughs) And you're not wrong. But that file that under lingo that you want to use, but you reached out. <laughs> well, it's time for me to use some of it since you're using it all the time. You know what you need to yeah. say? That bops. That bops, yeah. Groove will text me and be like, hey, that, yeah. I'll be like, yeah, we'll, we'll record it for. He's like, yeah, that bops. Number one, I'm not sure that's the right context for that. And number two, I'm you're too old to be saying that. I said bet. One time I said, <laughs> said bet. bet. And I was super uncomfortable and I was like, yes, I know what that means. And I appreciate that as slang, but me accepting that is uh, going down a road. I don't know if I want to go down. Let me tell you, I listened to that first Rage Against the Machine album this week, too. Did you really? Yes, I did. It is so good. Man, isn't it? It's so I, good. I expected you to shit I, on it. I every now and again, I'll, I'll text our, our friend Owen. I'll text him just yeah. like some quote out of nowhere, you know, just a non sequitur. And I, I texted him this week. I said, Hoover, he was a body remover. <laughs> so good. Such a good line. There's so many good lyrics in that album. Um, yeah, people forget that Rage Against the Machine, like... I was talking to my fr- to Kevin, that uh, you know, friend of the show, Kevin De Leon. De Leon. Uh, we were talking about Rage, and I was like, man, you know, people, because of all the garbage that came after them, because of them, people think that Rage was that. Like they think that l- they associate like Limp Biscuit with it. You know, yeah. it's like when they came out, that was something completely new. Like 
fusing like hip hop and rock in that way was it was fresh and new and like shocked a lot of people you know and it's easy to look on it back now and be like yeah well there's so much of that now but they were really like ahead of their head of the game you know yeah i um and it's funny because like this uh if just today i saw two different versions of the same kind of like joke uh-huh. where people are taking screen caps of just random ass social media people replying to like tom morello yeah. saying Oh, you! I didn't realize you were such a liberal snowflake. You've lost a listener, and people replying to that person saying, "Like, what machine do you think they were raging against?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I saw one that said, "I think I'm pretty sure when in that song, Killing in the Name of,' when it says, Fuck you, I won't do it.' You tell what what you tell me. Um, I'm pretty sure a lot of people thought that was about their mom." <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, um, yeah, I, I think you're right. You know, it's a, it's a shame that like rap rock, yeah, got, you know, whatever because of them. But I mean, what they did and what they do is, is still good. It's still good, and it's funny because I always kind of came up as a uh, Evil Empire fan more than the original album yeah. but i whenever i'm going back like i go back to that one more than evil empire like evil empire still know every note to every song and by the time they get to battle for los angeles i'm i'm kind of out yeah yeah there's um, there's just no filler at all on uh that first album it's just a whirlwind the whole way through i i think i attached to it because it i remember when it specifically came out and i was kind of off of rage by the time evil empire came out like i listened to that yeah. one, but i wasn't like super into them anymore um and and i was not aware of them until evil empire yeah because that was because that first album was kind of under the radar a little bit it wasn't like mass marketed or anything you know you kind of had uh, in my high school somebody knew somebody who knew somebody who was like here try to listen to this you know and we passed it around um but yeah, so that led me to listening to some heavier stuff that I've been wanting to try to get into. But I'm not a metal fan very much, you know. Like it's never done anything for me. Um, I do like some hardcore stuff and blah blah blah. And I used to listen to a lot of punk music back in the day. But I have friends that just love and revere metal, you know. Yeah. And so I've uh, one of these. Um, it's this guy on Twitter that I follow and talk to sometimes. He's really into this band called Inner Arma. I-N-T-E-R-A-R-M-A, two words. And they're like metal, but they're real like kind of progressive. And uh, it's like broody, emo-y kind of metal stuff. Um, but okay. it's, it's heavy, though. Um, it is heavy, but it has the kind of like epic, like long breakdown stuff in it and everything. Uh, I've listened to this album Sky Burial is their first album. And it, they did a cover of a Nightish Nails song. And I was like, wow, it's a really good cover. They did March of the Pigs. So I was like, well, maybe I should check it, check them out. Cause this guy talks about them all the time. So I listened to that Sky Burial song and it, it is real heavy. It like, it's almost so heavy at points where it, I'm like, I got to turn this off or whatever, but like I've had it in the background and I've been, and it's worth it. Like I've really enjoyed it, you know? Um, but it definitely, like I, I got Kevin to listen to it, and Kevin's more into to heavy stuff than me, and he was like, "I think this is too much for me, man." <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, well, it, it's it's funny you say that because I've got a suggestion that's going to be somewhere adjacent to what you've been on. Okay. Um, and this is actually a recommendation from Owen. Okay. Um, so 
Owen got into this, Dan, and and I don't know if it's an, an actual term or not, but he called it math rock. Yeah, that's a term. Okay, yeah. these kids that it's are playing nerd, it's like guitars, nerdy, like, nerdy heavy rock. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like super technical. It's yeah. like Guitar Hero technical, but it's also really melodic, and the harmonics that they're using are just uh, I I don't you know I'm either even further removed from heavy music than you are. Yeah. And I have found myself listening to this band, you know, off and on for a couple months now. Yeah. And the band's called Polyphia or Polyphia. I don't know how to pronounce it. Polyphia. It's like P-O-L-Y-P-H-I-A. This is the band that Owen recommended? Yeah. Okay. And he was recommending them because he, you know, I think his appreciation of music is often like foregrounded by technical skill. Yeah. And the technical skill of these guys is unmistakable you know like i can't play guitar i don't know how to play guitar and i can tell that these guys are way better than like you know like just the 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 songs that they're making you know what i mean yeah um and and they got a pretty good sense of humor i think if you check out a couple of their music videos they like still make music videos apparently and some of them are pretty funny yeah they're good yeah so check that out I'll 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 find one and um and uh, send it to you so we can put it on the show notes. Yeah, do that. Yeah, and I'll, and I'll I'll throw some Inner Arma in the um the IOL TOS playlist yeah. to you. It might the Inner Arma might be something good to lift to. I don't know. I don't know what you like to normally lift to. I, I don't like to lift the heavy stuff, but yeah. we're finally building out that playlist to where like I've added stuff this way. It's funny because I saw you add some Sweatshop Boys. Yeah. Um, and I had been on that Sweatshop Boys, you know, from when it came out. Did because you really? Of I was and on it at the, at the same time, but w- uh, did not know that you were on it. So it doesn't yeah. surprise me. Yeah. But I've, I've added some other, I've added some other stuff to that playlist this week as well. Oh, cool. Which is like funny because I've, I've not been, it's not big enough yet to, to hit shuffle on and just listen to. Yeah. You know, because we only got maybe 20 songs on it. I think we need about 70 songs before I'm like, okay, I'm going to hit shuffle on this playlist now. Yeah. Um, But uh, yeah, I put that inner armor on it. I'm going to put Polyphia on it. Um, And then we'll remind people to subscribe to it six months from now if we're still recording. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I want a little bit of everything on there. So I I may, you know, I don't know if I'll stick with this stuff or not, but I'm just kind of giving it a chance now. In our, my discussion with Kevin earlier today, when we were talking about Rage, talking about Inner Arma, he also suggested this band Sleep Token from the UK. And they're like, they sound like something that I would be completely opposed to. Do you know the band Ghost? No. Ghost is like this metal horror band that like they all dress as like evil priests and stuff they the, they you didn't know what the lead singer's face looked like forever because they always wore makeup and blah 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 they wear costumes essentially this band wears costumes like that and it's obviously they're influenced by that but it's like metal but the singer sounds almost like a r&b singer or something like the 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 vocals in it sound like um i don't know he's just like sounds like a pop singer you know like not, it's okay. not like screaming. Like he's like actually melodic. He sounds like Sam Smith. And there's some pe- people don't know what this guy's identity is. And there's like a theory on the internet that is actually Sam Smith. You know the singer Sam Smith. Yeah, I know the singer Sam. Smith. <laughs> like we used to, we used to sing Sam Smith on the podcast. Did we really? Yeah, we sang him. Oh man, I don't remember that. <laughs> them's, them's the days. 
that it could have been Sam Smith hadn't blown up that long ago. Yeah, he had. Yeah, all right. Anyway. Uh, anyway. So anyway, this is like it's really weird and it's like it is varied. Like the songs don't all sound the same or anything. It is but it is in that genre is heavy, but it's got this like melodic aspect to it. Um it's called sleep. I'm gonna say this now so that we don't have to follow up on it late next week. You were right and I was wrong. It wasn't Sam Smith? No, because his his big album was twenty fourteen. It was probably someone along that lines that you're confusing yeah. with. Um Chris Cornell. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Um, yeah, I threw that uh, the sleep token song that I like a lot on there. I think it's called Bloodlust or something. Is uh, I threw that on the playlist already, so that's on there. That's the one with R&B singer. Yes. Okay, so you said that, and it makes me think of this other thing because I've been, I've been, I've been listening to a lot of country. Oh God! In the past like okay. five years. Yeah, but you like Sturgill yeah. Simpson country or like mainstream shit how dare you even ask me well i mean i don't you tell me you're listening to country i think you're like listening to toby keith or something you like i I was listening to that bullshit (laughs) toby keith yes i'm like she loves my tractor no i'm no i'm listening to you know good good music that happens to sound like country music americana-esque stuff whatever yeah there's this guy, and I listened to him a couple times, and I was like, okay, this is good, but I'm not sure it's for me. Yeah. And then, as a matter of fact, it was Zell who Shout slid into my DMs and was like, <laughs> if you like this, you'll love that, and maybe reconsider this musician. The guy's name's Orville Peck. You ever heard of Orville Peck? Uh, I know the name, but I have not. I don't know the music. So he's like, he was in. That's the guy that makes the popcorn, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't have his Wikipedia page memorized, but I'm pretty sure he used to be in a punk rock band. Okay. And he's like, he's an out gay man, but he performs with uh, this like, he wears a hat, and then from the front of the hat down, it's like a Zorro mask until his cheekbones. And then from his cheekbones down to the bottom of his chin is tassels. It's like a veil. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a veil. And so you were talking about, you know, this hidden identity, you know, and I think that's a really interesting thing to do when you're performing music, because how much of us listen to music to transport ourselves onto the person performing. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? There's more to be think about when it comes to that. And, um, and Zell made this really cool comment that I think is good. He said that that Orville Peck is to country what Frank Ocean is to R&B. Ah, I got you. Yep. Okay. And that's what made me be like, okay, all right, I'm going to go back. You know what I mean? I'm going to go listen again because I'll put that Frank Ocean Blonde album as my number two album of the decade. Yeah, that's good, man. That Frank, that, that mixtape, that first mixtape. Yeah, Channel Orange. <sighs> yeah. Still so good. Still so good. But anyway, I think um, I think I may add an Orville Peck song to the playlist because it's it's good. It's not what you think it is. Um, the guy's got a, a haunting voice, and it's uh, he's only got one album out, and apparently he recorded it on a boat in the in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Just, just like, why not? Uh, all right. <laughs> These hamsters, man, they yeah, fucking that's, that's some dedication to being pretentious there. Um, but speaking of Sturgill, okay, my consuming this week is that is Sturgill Simpson. 
he, um, he, you know, he, so he, look, I don't, I I don't know how much to go on about Sturgill. He's a true musician. Every album he makes sounds very different than the previous album. He's constantly searching for a sound that excites him and interests him. And, and he had basically kind of retired. He technically had a fifth album on contract, but he was just being very difficult to try and get out of his contract to not have to record music again in order to not have to promote music again. Yeah. And he was on tour this year with Tyler Childers and it was called a good looking tour. And they had a, it was a massive tour, you know, like 70 dates, something like that. And, um, arenas, they were playing in arenas, which is like nuts that these two guys were playing in arenas. I went down to Knoxville with with some friends of mine, my friends that I go to the Newport Folk Festival with every year, like we're we're a tight knit music following group. And two guys live in Knoxville. One guy lives in Atlanta. One in Oregon, and me in Rhode Island. And the two and we're in this group chat, and the the dates are released. And the two guys in Knoxville are like, "Hey, let's go to the Knoxville show together." And the guy in Atlanta was like, "Well, if you guys are going together." I'll come up from Atlanta. And I was like, well, fuck it. I'm not going to go by myself to the Boston show. I'll come down to Knoxville. And the guy from Oregon was like, well, I got to go East at that time of the year anyway. So we all met in February and went to this concert together. Wow. And Sturgill, I mean, his most recent album, I don't think you've listened to it, but it's, it's, it's like people call it future country. There's, the keyboard sound sounds like a laser and it's like really heavy. And it sounds like, heavily inspired by classic rock it's so good and his guitar playing he went from being the rhythm guitarist to lead guitarist after his lead guitarist left the band a couple years ago and he shreds and it's so good and like the concert was great but then you know the pandemic happened and they had to cancel the rest of their tour oh wow so sturgill created an instagram account when they started the tour and he was just like fucking around being antagonistic on his Instagram page, right? Making jokes, no big deal, whatever. And then they cancel the tour and he deletes everything off his Instagram page. Then he starts making these posts calling himself. He was calling the posts like Dick daddy survival school. (laughs) And, and, uh, and just, you know, talking about like water purification and knife sharpening and stuff like that. And people started submitting these like, Dick Daddy Survival School applications yeah. where they were making fools of themselves online. And <laughs> that was pretty funny, you know? And then he was, and then he said, okay, I want to make some t-shirts, some Dick Daddy Survival School t-shirts and all the proceeds are going to go to charity. And he split it between the Music Cares COVID-19 relief. Um, this He has a Special Forces Green Beret like charity that he's very friendly to. And most of like, you know, uh, I don't remember how much of a percentage of all his ticket sales from this tour were going to that charity. And he would have a guy that, you know, got wrecked by an IED in Afghanistan come out during the set break between Tyler and Sturgill and tell his story and talk about the charity and all the merchandise was going toward the charity. You know, he was pretty legit when it comes to like backing up his claims to yeah. wanting to support charities. Um, and then the third charity for the Dick Daddy Survival School t-shirts was um, the Nashville Tornado Relief Fund because that happened and then people forgot about it because we got this global pandemic, you know. Um, and he said, if you guys if you guys raise $100,000, I'll do a, a show online for an hour. And then he said, if you guys... Re- if you raise two hundred thousand dollars, I'll record another album. Oh wow! And so this past Friday was the concert, and nobody really knew what to expect. 
Um, and it was at the Ryman, at the empty Ryman there in Nashville. And he had the best of the best bluegrass musicians on stage with him. And they played for an hour and they were all his songs from all of his albums redone as bluegrass songs. Oh, wow. And he said he's going to release two volumes of bluegrass songs of his backlog or his back catalog Mm -hmm. um, this year, you know, and like, and during the course of that one hour, he raised another $140,000. Oh my God. Because in between the songs, he's like, go buy a (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt. That's pretty cool. Crazy. That's a lot of money. it's a lot of money and it, it was just cool. It, it was cool to, I don't know. It was, it was cool to watch the show. You know, like I've had yeah. a little bit of fatigue when it comes to like watching these live music, you know, performances to empty crowds, like to empty yeah, halls. Yeah. Um, but when they're done kind of like quote unquote properly, rather than just like into a phone on Instagram, mm-hmm. when they're done by like nugs.net or whatever. And in an actual music hall, they're, they're pretty good still. Yeah. And, um, what allowed this one to be special was that not just the rearrangement of the songs, but the fact that since nobody was there, there was no like chatter in the crowd during a solo. Right. You know, yeah. the sound was really good. It was nice. Um, I think, uh, yeah, so I'm excited. I, I, I was excited to watch the show. It really, it, it was really cool to get to see that. And then um, to learn that he's going to release two more volumes of music this year is pretty exciting that's cool mm-hmm. that's a cool thing i'll have to check that out um i i've i have a casual relationship with his music like i, I know some of it yeah uh i like it enough um i'm not much of a country fan but that's in more of the it aligns more with the country that i grew up with i guess sure that my dad listened yeah. to you know the willie nelson and stuff like that um then with this current stuff that's like just ridiculous to me but well that's just um, pop music isn't it, it? it is yeah but it's i don't know living in the south it's hard to escape that stuff so i probably have a more negative view of it than i should um yeah i mean I, you know there's this thing up here called country fest at foxborough where the yeah. patriots play and it's all those artists yeah <laughs> totally and it, yeah and the, when it when it happens everybody that I'm friends with all of a sudden pulls out these (laughs) mint fresh cowboy boots and bandanas and cut off jean shorts and they go up there and they, it's like Halloween. You know what I mean? They're like at country wearing their their country outfits and yeah, yeah, it's all so performative and it's just as performative as the music. You know what I mean? Like Blake Shelton kind of thing, you know, like, no offense like if you're into that like great wonderful be into that and if like there's things that i i'm a poser too i'm just not a poser about that you know you should start wearing a big old cowboy hat i think i'm going to i've been i've been watching those coen brothers movies and there's a lot of a lot of cowboy hats in those and uh <laughs> been like thinking man i told my girlfriend the other day i said what if i just start wearing a cowboy hat everywhere and she's like i don't care and i was like well no like what if i wore it to like weddings and she's like uh, and i was like like what if i wore it to funerals like i wore a cowboy hat to funerals and she just didn't didn't miss a beat she was like uh i would probably just call the people ahead of time and tell them that you're being you and then ignore you 
Look, I, I think it's, it's well established like, that the my the thing that I'm most loath to do is to stroke your ego. Yeah. <laughs> but I can see it. You can see me wearing a cowboy hat. I don't think you'd be. I don't think it looked bad on you. Well, maybe that, that you got the jaw for appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, man. Dude, you, I just, get, a, I just get that ten gallon. gallon. Yeah, get me. I'm gonna get me a twenty gallon. <laughs> I'm gonna get that cowboy hat like from Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> what's, what's that cartoon character? Yosemite Sam. Yosemite Sam's. Yeah, <laughs> Yosemite <laughs> Sam. Cow- <laughs> Yeah, give me a Yosemite Sam hat. You know that you know, you know in the beginning of Dumb and Dumber when he's like just buy the essentials and he comes back with that giant cowboy hat on. Yeah, That's yeah. Why I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, um, speaking of the Coen Brothers, we've been kind of going through the Coen Brothers movies. We watched No Country for Old Men. Um, it's the probably fourth or fifth viewing for me. My first viewing for my girlfriend, and that movie is fantastic. It's perfect. It is a great, I was just thinking like, it is this representation of like American film from the past 20 years, you know, like yeah. the, if I had to, if the aliens came down or were like, show us a film that represents like American filmmaking, I'd probably give them that, you know? And you, you would immediately be like, what's interesting about this is there's no soundtrack. <laughs> Yeah. There's no score. <laughs> yeah. Just immediately ruin it for him, <laughs> which is what I'm good at. It was um, the film was very what did like she the think about it. What? What did she think about it? She really liked it a lot. Um, she enjoyed Blood Simple, which we had watched before this too. Um, by them that I talked about last time. Um, she she really thought it was good. She thought that Anton Shakur was just you know chilling, which he is. You know, he's just this yeah. force of chaos. Um, and everybody in that movie deserved an Oscar. <laughs> like every performance is good, down to the little bit players, you know. Yeah, totally. I mean, you, you, I think about when I think about that movie, I think about um, what's the guy that names that, that plays Llewellyn? Oh, uh, Brolin. Yeah, James Brolin, and I think it, about Josh Brolin, the son. So yeah, the sorry. son. Josh and Brolin. then I think about Shigura. Yeah. Right. And then I think about Woody Harrelson. Yeah. But like the sleeper and he's there the whole time is Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, Tommy Lee Jones is just note for note perfect. Yeah. You know, and like I feel like I really got the themes more this time than I did the other times. Um and a mm-hmm. lot of it was that it the themes like reflect on current things that are happening now really like in an interesting way. Um just this idea of like society passing older people this older generation by and like things moving ahead without you know much to the society and everything moving ahead to the chagrin of the older generation and i don't know it's just it was it was interesting to to rewatch it now let me ask you if you've seen hell or high water I haven't, but I got the, the, my Brian that I do the other, the film podcast I do. He, he gave it to me. He was like, yeah, you should watch this. And I haven't watched it yet. It's been sitting on my, my counter. So I think it's a, it's a, it's not, I mean, it's not as good. Nothing's going to be as good as no country, but it is thematically and tonally very similar. Okay. Um, and the performances in it are on the same level. Um, and kind of like the, just like, um, 
deflation Despair. <laughs> like hope yeah, yeah. <laughs> there too um and and i really i really really like it um nick cave does the score for it yeah um, i think i knew that and uh i i mean ben foster's in my kind of like undervalued yeah he, he is undervalued yeah yeah up the other day when i was talking about but chris pine is in it too yeah and he turns out he's an actor yeah, he can act. Yeah. It's been some stuff yeah. he acting. Yeah, he needs the right director. Yeah. yeah, it's a good movie. I, I I've seen it twice, and it's in it's. I think it's on Netflix now. Yeah, well, I have the Blu-ray sitting right here. I'll have to. I'll have to yeah, check, check it out. It out. Um, right, how many more Coen Brothers movies do you guys have? Oh well, we've only watched. We started Fargo once, but then she just fell asleep. Um, we're gonna watch that one again. Um, she's seen Oh Brother, Where Art Thou before. Uh-huh. And so uh, we're still I mean we're we're early on. We're going to watch everything. And I think we'll probably rewatch that one too. And there's there's a couple more that I have not seen. I haven't seen the Hail Caesar, I think. Yeah, um, that's on Netflix. And I haven't seen one of the other the Ballad of Buster Scruggs thing or whatever, right. which I heard that wasn't very good, but I think I've seen most uh, everything else. No, nah, see here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm going to say this now and you can fact check me later. Most of the time, the first time you watch a Coen Brothers movie, you're not that you're not that taken by it. And then when you go back and rewatch it again, you're like, "Oh shit, this is a lot better than I thought it was." And the problem with about a Buster Scruggs is that it came out on Netflix, and I think most people didn't pay attention to it the way yeah. that they would have if they were in the theater. Okay, yeah, I got you. Um, that being said, it's not it's not on their Mount Rushmore. Yeah, but it's still really good. Um, I think I'm going to, I mean, I guess you guys, you're prepping to discuss the Coen brothers on your other podcast. No, uh, I just, Jackie likes to look kind of watch movies that are related in a way. Are um, you done with Sam Rockwell? No, that's going to be a long ongoing process because he has a lot of movies, <laughs> but it, it's along well, the same think, She likes to like group things like that. And so I think Oh brother is my favorite of theirs. Fargo is by far my favorite. Um, yeah. But but I see why people would choose other films over it. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, I mean, but Kane's is Barton Fink. Barton Fink's pretty good. It's a good yeah. movie. Have you seen that? No. Or, yeah, it's Barton Fink, and then his number two is Miller's Crossing. I haven't seen Miller's Crossing. That's another one I have not seen. So yeah, I need to check that out. Barton Fink was really good, though. I've watched that one twice. Huh. Well, listen to Sturgill Simpson. Yeah. That's my piece of advice for the listeners this week. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I had one more movie that I watched that I've oh, wanted to recommend to you. Um, that, have you seen Juice? Um, I'm going to pull it up. So it was released in 92? No. So we got this list of... I, I realized that like there's a lot of gaps in my film student... You know... <laughs> background or whatever i was like man i want to watch more everything going on has got me like i wanted to watch more black directed films that i've just missed or like have fallen through the 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 cracks for me Mm -hmm. and um because i've seen most of spike lee's films i took a a, an african-american cinema course in college which i really enjoyed i saw daughters of the dust which is fantastic and in a lot of spike lee's films and you know i've seen A lot of those movies but there's there's some that i like juice that came out that i just missed and it, it was i was a little too young for it when it came out but it's um 
It's got Tupac in it. Um, yeah, no, I see that. And Omar Epps. Yeah, it, Omar Epps. It's got to be Omar Epps' like first film. He looks. He's super skinny in it, and like it, you wouldn't recognize him. He's so skinny. Um, Queen Latifah's in it, um, but. Yeah, it, it, I, I, it's just one of those movies I just didn't never watch, and then, then I was like, I should watch that, and I never have. And then we got this list of like the top fifty, this curated list of like top fifty black film films, films from black directors, and it was on there. And Jackie was like, we should watch this, and so we did, and it was really good. It's a really good thriller, um, and Tupac is terrifying in it. He's the bad guy. Um, he doesn't start out as the villain, but he kind of turns into the villain over the course of the, the film. Spoiler alert. Oh, sorry. Well, I don't think I'm spoiling anything by that. Um, <laughs> I just have to talk about it to bring him up that he was just, he's just like super scary in it. The way he just appears places and stuff. And he's, he just, he did a really good job. Um, he, I could see, I could have seen him going on to doing more films. You know, he, he did, what was the movie he did with Janet Jackson? Fuck, man. Um, poetic Justice? Was it Poetic Justice? Yeah, he did that, and he did... He was in Belly, too, I think? No, he wasn't in Belly. He wasn't in Belly? That was not in DMX. Okay. I think Don't I get, get me started on Belly. Don't get me started on the <laughs> Hype Williams-directed Belly. Oh, I love some Hype Williams. I have that I have that vinyl. Do you really? Yeah, it's a good soundtrack. Fantastic it's soundtrack. Fucking great, great soundtrack. One of the best soundtracks of all time. Um, <laughs> the the best Sean Paul song of all time. <laughs> I love Sean Paul, man. I ride hard for Sean Paul. Would you rather listen to only Sean Paul music for the rest of your life, or any kind of music ever, but it was recorded by Sean Paul? <sighs> like Sean Paul covers Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, sign me up. <laughs> I, I think any song would be improved by Sean Paul doing a verse on just singing a little bit of the hook or whatever you know um, anyway check out Juice I think you might like it yeah I will it's not super long it's a pretty easy watch but um, it's an interesting film the, um, the director um, the director is was, has done did the cinematography on a lot of Spike Lee's films um, he also directed okay. some episodes of The Wire that were um, some of my favorite episodes. Hey, when's that, when's that Spike Lee movie coming to Netflix? Uh, I think Friday. Okay. The 12th of June, I believe. Sweet. Yeah, The, the Five Bloods. I'm really excited about watching that, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's my consuming. Sweet, man. Is that, are we good? You got everything out that you need to talk about? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done. All right. Yeah. Well, I guess we out. We'll be back next time. Thanks to the Oatmeal Conspiracy for our music, as always. Uh, shout out to all of our friends and fans and all that stuff. Whatever. Y'all ain't write us anything nice this week. Sepku gets number one hater. <laughs> all right. I'm, go- I'm cool with that. Number one hater, yeah. Sepku. Um, and we'll be back next week. Check us out at IOLTOS.com or on Facebook. And uh, we out. Just enjoy another episode of I Only Like Your Own Stuff.
we'll see you next time. Have a good night.